Welcome to this week's episode of Stride to Glory podcast with me, Carl Wakeford, your host. I'm a running and resilience coach, and this episode is part two of an episode that I recorded with Ben Parker, ex-personal trainer turned running tech company co-founder. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I thoroughly advise you to do so in part one. We get to know Ben, we understand his aspirations, and we come to learn how he founded Runner, his tech company. And now today in part two, we're going to cover how he manages to juggle an impressive athletic career alongside his professional career with lots of tips and tricks on how you can do exactly the same no matter what stage of professional career you are at right now. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. So you kind of brought us on nicely to one of my next questions, which talks about balancing your athletic career with your professional career. What would your advice be to professionals out there right now? Because I've come from a accountancy background, I'm ex-KPMG, and I believe personally that there is a serious issue with the work culture today, whereby the more responsibility you take on, the higher up the ladder you climb, the more understandably exhausted, fatigued, stressed, you know, mentally burnt out you are, and the less you are able to prioritize your health and fitness. And I think it's so easy for senior professionals. I've done it myself when I was doing my accountancy exams and working full time. I gained a lot of weight. I sacrificed my mental health. And that's now something that I try and help other people to never do. Mm. But what would be your advice? Obviously, to do what you do, you have to have a very high level of resilience. You've obviously got a lot of experience to get to where you are. You've obviously alluded to um, a few perhaps mishaps where you haven't got the balance right, but what yeah. would be your advice to senior professionals right now struggling to get that balance right? Well, I think ultimately you've got to make sure that you are happy um, because there's no point in earning a big salary if you have no time to spend that salary or no time to have relationships to enjoy your life with. And I think the reason why we have jobs is to facilitate the rest of our life. Our life should never be centered so much around our job that there is no life. And I, do you mean, I'm being a bit high and mighty as I say this because I do over-prioritize my business. And maybe it's different because it's my business and I own it and I'm not working for someone else. Do you mean, I think that's what all like founders will tell themselves, but ultimately it's still not as important as my life. Um, so I would say that you've got to make sure that you're happy um, otherwise you're also never going to be able to sustain that balance and you'll end up getting worse at your job. You won't be able to succeed in it. You won't be able to sustain in it long term. And as a result, you're probably not even going to reap the rewards of a big salary for very long and, um, and it will all come crashing down. I would say to completely caveat that, I think anyone who succeeds in anything has to work very hard. Um, do you know they, they always say hard work beats talent sorry yeah hard work beats talent that doesn't try hard, hard yeah. um, and I think that's so true I think I remember being at, at school and do you mean I think I was in my like assembly right before doing my first ever exams at like 11 or something and the, the teacher was saying do you mean remember don't just revise the subject that you enjoy the most even though that's the one that you're going to find the, the revision the most satisfying for you've got to spend the time revising your weaker subjects um, do you mean so that you can pass your exams? Yeah. Um, and I think like to an extent like that speaks for um, the point that to be very good at one thing, you're going to be very good at all the areas of your life, I think. And I don't think skills or success comes polarized in just one area. 
Um, and I think the reason for that is that to be very good at your job or your sporting ability or playing the piano or playing chess, whatever you're good at is because you spend more time working on that thing and you work harder at it than other people do. Um, and as a result, you might think, oh, well, you can only be good at one thing because if you spend all your time running, you'll be in a crappier job. But I think the things that make you good enough at your job to get an amazing role at it and you mean be the top in your career are the same things that will make you the best at the sport or the best at the piano, which is ultimately a drive and, and a commitment to that one thing. Um, I cycle for a silly cycling club of people who are basically all top dog lawyers or the, the, the highest role within their uh, within their career and CEOs, etc. Um, and they're all up at 5am cycling their bike on a Wednesday morning. They've all got kids and they're all do you mean these top flying jobs? And I was very confused by how all of these people could have these, like have all of their areas of their life nailed. Do you mean because like, do you mean back at school you think if you're going to be really good at maths, you've got no time to do English revision. But ultimately it's the things that make them so good at their cycling, getting up so early in the morning, training harder than anyone else does, years on end, means they're the cyclists, the fastest cyclists in London. And those same traits, that hardworking, um, do you mean hard working and determination and being prepared to cycle your bike at a power that just hurts your legs those same levels of being uncomfortable means you can get uncomfortable in your career and do you mean work late into the evening or work through tasks that make your brain hurt but then they succeed at them and they achieve the top roles and at the same time do you mean they also is why probably they succeed as an individual running a family because 100 they're so a, transferable yeah themselves. like and i and i think that like there's so many complexities to make up being good at anything, but I think it's very good to always think that the way that helps is something that you can control. So if I told you that the only way you can be good at your amazingly complicated job, your family and your fitness was being talented, that would be pretty use useless information because either you're going to be arrogant and think you're talented and great, or you're going to be not think you're talented and then you'll give up. But if I tell you it's because you need to be the hardest worker in the room. You need to work harder than everyone else. You need to be getting up early and training on your bike or, or your running shoes or whatever it's going to be. And do you mean be compassionate with your partner and do you mean make time for your kids? Those are all things you can control. And I think as a result, it's very, whether that's completely true or whether that's the way I want to look at things, I think mm. it's important that we should think of things the things that we can control. Otherwise, um, do you mean otherwise we're not at, we're, we're not in control of our own destiny really yeah um, and i think sometimes you do just have to be superman i think yeah. you, i mean obviously we all talk about balance and we were talking about getting it right and mental health but i think to do something that certainly in your inner circle no one has ever done mm. you have to literally do something that they have never yeah done. but i i think the only way that you can then work that hard and ultimately get up at 5 a.m and train for an hour and a half before anyone else wakes up you can't do that if you don't love the thing that you're getting up to do. Yeah. So I would say that, yes, to be the best runner and the best at your job and a really good person who's got enough time for their friends in the evenings and their girlfriend and their family, whatever it's going to be, the only way you can do that and become Superman is if actually it doesn't, it isn't hard to do those things. Like, I can't think of anything better than waking up at 5am and going cycling because I love cycling. So it is hard work um, and it is a big commitment but it's not as big a commitment as it to me as it would be to anyone else you get off the street telling them to get up at 5am and go running or cycling 
they're not going to want to do that. Making them do that for five years in a row to become a really good runner or cyclist, do you mean that's going to cost so much to their life, they're going to be miserable. Yeah. But because it's not as hard to me, it makes it easier for me to do that. Yeah. And in the same way that like some of the sacrifices and like work-life balances that I've had to get runner to where it is now have been feasible for me because the challenges we're working through are so interesting. And like yeah. the satisfaction is so much there when we're helping people all over the world have a happier life. That means that, do you mean, when sometimes I'll get up at work at seven and won't finish till after eight o'clock in the evening, that is only feasible because it's so satisfying and it doesn't yep. feel like as much work. If I was there in an accountancy career, like my parents would have probably picked for me <laughs> and just counting companies' money as and do you mean, putting it in spreadsheets and passing it on, like, I can't think of anything worse. And do you mm. mean like doing eight hours of that would have been hard? Yeah. Um, so I think it's an element of, yeah, you've got to be Superman, but you've got to be doing things that don't feel like as much of a chore to you as they would to other people. And that's how 100%. relatively you'll succeed in them. Yeah, um, I completely agree with that. Definitely. It's definitely key. I say this all the time, and I'm sure you've obviously experienced this as a run coach yourself. I get a lot of people coming to me and saying, I want to lose weight, or they have these superficial motivations, which don't actually, which are a more sort of, cover-ups for what they really want and they all come to me and they say i want to run because i want to lose weight and i say do you enjoy running and they say no yeah they say well they shouldn't run yeah you shouldn't run yeah. uh, like you know I, I i don't want you to run if you don't enjoy yeah, yeah, running I, because I, the key thing for you to lose weight long term and to develop these habits is to do something you enjoy yeah and, and that was always what i would say as a pt and what i say to people now like runner is not the solution to everyone's or, or like running or training a runner whatever it's going to be it's not the solution to everyone in the world's health and fitness like everyone out there needs to understand to some extent how to eat well sleep well drink water whatever but we all need to move our bodies and running is no better than swimming like running has impacts so it can strengthen your joints but it can also damage your joints mm. like cycling is good for this, this these reasons Zumba's great i would never do it Zumba but like great. zumba is great <laughs> because it gets people moving it makes people smile and it gives yeah. them endorphins and can help them achieve cardiovascular health and do you mean i think muscle, it's the one strength. place where i can have no rhythm in public and it be accepted <laughs> well, well exactly but like and, and and some people will do hit classes and do you mean some people criticize hit class some people love hit class some people go to the gym and be be huge and do that but like who cares? Like we all need to do some, I think, work for our muscles and we all need to do some work for our heart and lungs. And so long as we do that within a week, do you mean to a level that makes us happy and makes us healthy, that's all that matters. Yep. Running is a great tool to use as your medium of fitness because it's so cheap. You don't need access to a gym. You don't need necessarily an instructor at all. You can just go out and do it. You can do it in the cheapest pairs of shoes and they'll probably be better for you than running in the most expensive pairs of shoes. Um, that it's a very, very accessible sport. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also not very accessible to someone who is extremely obese and hasn't moved for, for five, ten years and wants to start getting into exercise. Running is very hard. Yeah. Um, very hard on your joints. It's also, you mean, much harder than walking. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, running is a good, a very good sport to do and one that, you mean, for both of our businesses is good that we encourage people to do. Um, but I don't think it should be um, seen as, you mean, like, the best sport. And there's no best sport. Just everyone should move. Sure. Um, and as a leader in the space, obviously we've spoken today about getting that balance right for you personally. Obviously what your business does is encourage people all over the world to move essentially and prioritize their fitness. How are you trying to ingrain this within the culture at Runner? Well, I think 
do you mean that's a very interesting question like how you build a, cu a culture within a within a workforce is something that's um do you mean i haven't run businesses before i do you mean i can this is why i thought it was I, an interesting can, question. I can do my best and i'm confident that we have a culture whereby people are happy people are productive and um we are also i think very good at facilitating people's running goals um little things we do like we um we have a team run every fortnight um and i mean it started off before we had an office we'd go to a track in barnes and we'd all meet there and we ran at 11 o'clock and then we would go and have brunch and kind of have our team meeting over a brunch there after the track session and and then work from this cafe for the afternoon and, and that didn't work as the team grew to five and we kind of started to dominate the dominate the cafe and ultimately you've been we're now paying for salaries yeah, of when you have to, 12 imagine it'd be well, exactly and we were <laughs> we we're paying for salaries of people to drive to the track in barns and go for a run and have brunch it slowly becomes less and less productive um so instead it's now like a, a run from the office um which is often an easy run and quite often we'll have during a meeting and if we think that the the company that we're meeting with to partner with or whoever is do you mean someone that's actually worth just taking on the run with us we can go and do that um so do you mean little things like that is good ways to do we demonstrate health? Um, but I mean, we we try and encourage as flexible working as possible. So do you mean we we have an office, but we don't need to be there all the time? And um, so yeah, I guess just like trying to make sure that we facilitate people having balance to their lives yeah. while working for us. And I think ultimately, people are going to do their best work when they're happy. Um, do you mean I'm sure you, you know you know exactly what I mean? Like you've gone and done your best session. You're gonna be so much happier, more productive the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, and so, do you mean if someone wants to go for a run at eleven o'clock in the working day, so long as they're on top of their tasks, that doesn't really matter. Um, obviously, you do have to align your work around the external world when you've got external meetings. And and do you mean we can't all um, work too too in too flexibly because then we'll never align for meetings and like do you mean teamwork, uh, especially when you've got to align with external companies and, and individuals um but yeah ultimately we want to build a good cu culture and i think a big part of that is um is being flexible and also understanding that different people want different things 100 um, yeah so uh, do you mean like you might have an introvert who's not all about team runs yeah, but they're exactly. a fantastic accountant yeah so. exactly i mean like th that was actually one thing that um we were quite aware of we had our when we had our christmas party we i think we were just um three of us at the Christmas party was our first developer and Dom and I. Um, so not really a big party. We <laughs> went and did some golf. Um, and we were kind of aware that, do you mean, I wanted to have these team runs as a big part of things we do. But ultimately, long term, we might have employees in the company who can't run. Yeah. Um, and like, do you mean, developers aren't all going to be super passionate runners. Like we're going to employ marketing people, partnerships people, of which people to do that probably need to be passionate about running to be able to sell running to the right company in the right way but someone who's coding an app might not need to be a runner yeah i think there's absolutely. value there's value to it so they understand the problem they're trying to solve and do you mean they understand the interface that works with other services in the industry to be able to build the right service or whatever but i don't think it's a necess necessity yeah. um do you mean so yeah making sure that you then provide um i guess the same benefits to someone who doesn't like running working in a running business is, is important because otherwise that wouldn't be a very fair and enjoyable place to work. So, um, yeah, I'm always keen to learn how we can do it better. Um, but I think we're doing a good job and I think the people who work for runner are, are happy people.
Yeah. Um, well, I, hope, that, like I hope that are, if they're so. not, they tell me so that we can, uh, <laughs> we can fix that. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds like they are. So a lot of my audience are in senior positions, so do certainly have responsibility and um, an opportunity to make a difference. So mm. really, really useful, insightful advice. So just looking at the time, I think we have time for a couple more questions. So I'm going to make sure that they strike right through the heart of what I want to say next. Okay, so I'm going to merge two of the questions that I wanted yeah. to ask. So Stride and Glory is all about building mental and physical resilience. However one person wants to do that is totally up to them. For me, for you, it's obviously all about being an advocate for all of the things that putting your fitness and health first can enable you to do. What would be the one single piece of advice, if you could only give one piece of advice based on your experience to help someone build mental and physical resilience or to live a better life based on everything that we've discussed today, based on all of the things that you've experienced that you've been through, what would that one piece of advice be and why do you feel strongly about that one piece of advice? I would say that to be the, the best in something, you need to be doing it for longer than someone else. So you need to find something to endure that is easier for you to endure than the people around you and you'll then do better at them, better than them, because you'll be able to stick in it for longer. So, do you mean, if, if we had three people and one of them loved playing the violin more than the other two, no matter how hard working the other two people are, the one who loves violin is gonna be better at the violin in five years. So I think it's really important to recognize what you enjoy, or if you don't enjoy anything, what you dislike the least, and you'll find it's easier to succeed in that than it is grinding away at something else that you think is the right thing to be doing because of the way that society views it. But if you don't enjoy it or have an advantage over everyone else, there's no way that you'll be able to endure it for longer than everyone else around you, um, and, and then you won't succeed. Um, so I think you're gonna be satisfied when you succeed, when you do better than everyone else that you know, or you mean you reach the pinnacle of your industry or your sport, but you need to set yourself up for success by finding the things within that niche that you have an advantage over other people with. Um, ultimately, whoever sticks at something the longest is gonna be the winner at it, um, assuming that we're all, do you mean, training at somewhat level a similar level of efficiencies and etc but the the only thing that we can really control is continuing to work at something for longer yeah so we need to make sure that the things we're going to work at are things that we can sustain mentally and uh, and physically and they need to be um something that you have an advantage over other people and, and likelihood that would be when you started something and you're actually just like naturally good at it mm. um the reason why you're naturally good at it is probably because of all the things you've done previous in your life that was accidentally training for that one thing anyway. Yeah. Um, so having an advantage over something um, or enjoying it enough is probably the keys to then being able to do better than other people. And I think when you start to do well at something, you're going to be really satisfied. You're going to enjoy it. And that's going to further progress and, and make it easier for you to keep working at that thing because you get the satisfaction that it's paying off. 100%. takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard that one, but no, it makes, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a clear theme emerging from what you've been saying today and stringing together some of your answers. Ultimately, it boils down to, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, find something that you enjoy doing, find something that you're good at doing, and mm. then do it for a long time and yeah. get better at it. Yeah, and, 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 and just, yeah, do it for a long time and don't give up. Like, 
the number of times that Dom and I, co-founder and I, have, do you mean, had a rejection or had some bad news, we, like we should have just given up. Um, but the longer we stay in the game, like everything you do in your life just gets better. Mm. Like, do you mean the business is going to reach more people? So if we can stay alive and stay in the business for longer, <laughs> it's going to end up being really good. Yeah, and it's the same like. As an Ironman, unless I stop training, which I'm not going to do, I am going to get better. Like when someone's training for a 20 minute 5K, they need to do a certain few things and they gradually improve their, their running to get to five, 20 minute 5K. But no one gets to 20 minute 5K and thinks, I've completed running now, I'm never going to run again. Do you mean, then it's a 1930 or whatever it is. And then it's a 40 minute 10K and then it's a 130 half marathon and then it's a three hour marathon. And then you can always just get better at something and to, to make you're running, reach that three-hour marathon and then get fast from there. It's just, just keep on running for years and years. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, you've just got to keep doing it. Um, yeah. Whatever you want to get good at at life, you've just got to keep doing it. And the only way to keep doing something is to enjoy it. And that's what it all stems back from. Um, so I think we can't also only ever do fun things that we enjoy or we'd have a very purposeless life that probably doesn't pay us any money and it's probably very unsatisfying. Um so we can't, it, it's not as easy as that. And I don't enjoy everything I do objectively. Do you mean there are tasks that I have to do yeah. that are very unenjoyable, but because they're satisfying, maybe that's the right word, find things that are satisfying that you can sustain for long enough. And I think, yeah, it goes back to that, that thing I said of find things that you dislike the least. Um, I really disliked cleaning the gym floor. <laughs> um, and I definitely couldn't have done that for very long. Yeah. Um, I don't enjoy raising investment for a business but it's very satisfying um and it's very powerful that i can do that for longer and ultimately i'm gonna have to do that again in the future um and that's fine um partly because it's more satisfying because the outcome is more productive so maybe it's i dislike the two tasks equally but there's more satisfaction there or, or something um but i'd say yeah those are the kind of the things that I think we need to do to to achieve anything of any success. I completely agree. And to sort of round off then, for the audience, name three or one, two, three, one to three resources, books, movies that you would recommend that they watch, listen, read. For whatever reason, they could be funny, yeah. they could be motivational, they could have just helped you get to where you are now. What would you recommend? Um, I would say my favorite podcast which has taught me so much about business that's Strive worth, to glory uh it's definitely <laughs> worth worth listening to and do you mean it's one that you'll recognize the the diary of a ceo i think is yeah fantastic an Steve amazing Martin. podcast i've learned so many things that help me running a business from listening to the podcast definitely one of my biggest goals ever would be for runner to be such a success for me to be able to go on there and say how runner became a success and i became and i accomplished so much as an Ironman and as a happy person at the same time. That would be my goal in life. Yeah, well, I can see um, it happening. That's uh, well, I'd, manifesting. That, that, right that would be a long, long, long time away. Um, I would say um, the book Atomic Habits. Good, that's a um, book, yeah. I've listened to, I don't read, I listen to the audiobooks while I'm exercising. Um, a very good, good book that will help you be more efficient, just be more pr productive um, and feel more positive about your everyday um, so maybe that's like a business one. That's a productivity one. Um, then, uh, what else should I go for? Number three, um, I would go with born to run. 
Um, so another book, again, another one I listened to the audiobook of, um, talking all about running um, and ultimately the, um, yeah, we've we've talked about business, but we've talked about running. So a really good book if you want to um, know how to how the the best tribes um, and um, how people run to be the most successful runners before carbon shoes and before uh, the running running world was commercialized. It's very interesting and will also help you to be a better runner as well. So those are those are probably my three go away and then uh, read and or listen to. Um, and I'm. I'm Ben Parker Fitness on Instagram, um, and the business is Runner. You can find us at www.runner.com. That's um, R-U-N-N-A. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, um, or at runner underscore coach on Instagram as well. Um, and you can download the app. You'll get a two-week free trial. Um, you can sign up to any one of our plans. Um, and um, if you've got any questions, you can message us directly inside the app as well. Well, Ben, I have to say it's been an incredibly insightful podcast, and I'm really, really pleased, obviously, You've been able to give up the time to come and speak with me. I've learned a lot. I'm sure the listeners have learned a lot as well. So I'm a very slow beer drinker, but if you've got any left, here's a big I'm, cheers. I think to... I'm out, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but thank you very much for having me and I've really, and, uh, really enjoyed it as well. So there you have it. A massive thank you to Ben Parker for coming on the podcast and sharing his wisdom and experience with us all. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode for that matter, please leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast and tell a mate or take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on whichever social platform you use. It massively helps me to keep creating more episodes, inspiring more people, and of course, it keeps me motivated too. So thank you very much. Stay tuned for next week.